So how do you want to start the show? I mean, we can just go with the song. Well, oh, I was thinking, you know, maybe we use one of Fletcher's tunes. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, is he down? Yeah, I think so. Fletcher C. Johnson and I, you know, we love each other. Man, what a fucking name, man. With a, with a name like that, you have to say the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, to- totally. So should we uh, have something at the top explaining what the show is and maybe, you know, who we are? I don't know if it matters, you know. I mean, I think we should just probably just get to the story. I mean, sure, but I think we might need something setting up the fact that this is a story of two 90s teens that dropped out of high school. <laughs> yeah, and in your case, the reason you dropped out is that a bloody deer carcass was dumped in your driveway. Yeah, we managed to track down the high school culprit 15 years later. People should know what they're in for here. This shit is going to be wild. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just start with a song. <laughs> No drug problem, no pregnant girlfriend. There was nothing like that. We just quit going to high school. Yeah, man. I mean, when it's time to go, it's time to go. Uh, I had my own reasons. They just weren't the ones that most people have. You know, I have a hard time remembering, you know, the circumstances around dropping out. You know, who quit first and all that. I don't remember us coordinating about it. Because we didn't coordinate on the issue. That's why you don't remember. (laughs) We both made up our minds. Um... I guess you could say we both felt called. (laughs) Did you go back at all senior year? No, no, no. I did not go back. But I I mean, you didn't either. I made it about a month senior year. I had a clean break. Your boy did not go back. There was no fucking chance. But you did get your GED, right? I mean, sort of. It's an equivalent. I mean, I have a piece of paper somewhere. I'm sure my parents have it and are very proud. (laughs) It's probably hanging in the living room under glass. It's a very important document. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing about my brain is that it has uh, it has no paperwork. No papers. <laughs> I wish I had no papers because my paper is completely worthless, and it's much cooler to have no papers. But what what about the SATs? I mean, you mu- you took those? No, no, I I didn't even do that. I have nothing, man. I mean. I'm sure Cher Ellis has, you know, documentation of some Iowa test scores, perhaps, Um, you know, something like that in the archives. But uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know. I don't think middle school counts, right? I know you love stunting with that middle school diploma. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you want to try to remember how and why we dropped out, right? Yeah, yeah. My memory is that I've been working as a designer, you know, all through high school, and I had a lot of confidence from that experience that, you know, I could work with adults. I mean, that's true. You were an early jobber, teenage designer. Some would say young money internet millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been nice. Come on now, man. We can't sleep on your first wave spam career. You were putting up numbers. (laughs) We should tell that story. I mean, you were slinging internet porn from the tree-lined suburbs. You know, maybe we can unpack that story sometime. Got to check the statute of limitations on that shit. Sure, sure. I mean, I just, I remember you working at that time and you you were advanced, a real power user. Oh, 100%. You know, I found that having a skill set definitely helped. Not, not me, man. I didn't have any skills. I didn't want to go to college because I didn't know what I wanted to do there. Right. I, I tried to sell it to my parents like, why would you waste your money if I don't have a plan? I, you know, I, I need to go and discover myself before I can make an informed decision. <laughs> And my other memory is that we were all very dramatic at the time. Yeah, man, it was super dramatic. I suppose all teens are. No, 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 no. We were way more dramatic. I'll I'll put that out there, even though it's a little embarrassing. 
you know, there were a lot of big ideas floating around and it made things just more dramatic. It's true. We were infused with some serious punk rock, hardcore ideology. 100%. Way too much ideology going on. <laughs> Looking back, that almost felt like a secret society. You know, we got to meet loads of people that were... Leading yeah. alternative lifestyles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We met people that perhaps didn't go to school, didn't have normal jobs, yet they seemed totally happy doing interesting work. I mean, yeah, absolutely. There was exposure to young adults making it work. They were operating outside the bounds of what we thought was normal at the time. And that definitely isn't something that most high school students bump into. Yeah. I mean, where do, where do you encounter those people if you're at football practice every day? <laughs> totally. I think between the Atlanta hardcore scene and having a design skill set, you know, I started to feel that perhaps this whole high school thing was optional. Yeah, because it is. You're not going to die if you drop out. In fact, you might be better off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before coming over here, one thing I was thinking about was the moment I realized I was going to drop out. It was junior year. I was taking some kind of final exam. Um, I'm sure it was a very important test. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm sitting there in class. I'm looking at this test, realizing that I have no idea how to answer any of these questions because I've been sitting here in this class just reading books. What a fucking rebel, man. I'm going to sit quietly in the back and read, okay? Screw you. That's my subdued middle finger to the man. <laughs> But there's a wave of panic that washes over you when you realize, oh, this is fucked. I'm definitely not passing this test. I'm not passing this class. And now that I think about it, this entire high school career has been torpedoed. And it was a spooky feeling because at that moment it hit me. I'm not going to make it out of here. I don't know how I'm going to sort myself out, but I'm definitely not going to graduate. Yeah, once you're not graduating, like I don't need to be here every day. Yeah, exactly. So what was the thing for you? I mean, I didn't want to go. I, I was definitely feeling that. But yeah, there, there was a moment. Yeah, well, what's the story? I guess I knew when I pulled up to my house and saw a dead deer sitting in the middle of my driveway. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Dude, how do you not remember this, man? This is life-changing shit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that I don't remember from that time. You were with me. You were driving the car. <laughs> It's coming back. Um, we were driving back from somewhere. Oh, and we pulled up, and there was a giant bloody deer in your driveway. Bambi's dad, just right there, <laughs> dead center in the middle of my suburban driveway. Yeah, it's coming back to me. And it totally freaked your parents of out. Of course, it freaked them out. Yeah, I mean, the cops got them riled up saying it could have been seen as a death threat and all this shit. Yeah, oh, they were right. worked up. They were worked up, man. Right. It went very far at the black household. It was a big story. And from there, what, you were able to convince Gary and Linda that you weren't going back to school? Look, man, I'm a pro. Okay, I, I went in there and I said, guys, it's not safe. I mean, do you want your son to be put in harm's way for a mediocre education? And they said no. They agreed with me. <laughs> Did you ever figure out who was responsible for the deer? You know, who were you beefing with? Like, what was going on? I mean, at that point, I was basically beefing with everyone. Um, <laughs> it's true. Probably even more than I realized at the time. But that incident, I specifically tie to... Morgan Chancy, who you may or may not remember. No, I, I, I totally remember Morgan, of course. I guess I'm surprised because, as I recall, Morgan was cool with us. But, but I guess he was sort of cool with everyone. Yeah, man. I mean, he was like a late 90s high school everyman. He played football. He played acoustic guitar. He played hacky sack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, he was like open to whatever. Pretty good looking, charming, you know, the whole thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, totally charming. You know, he always had a certain vibe, like a... A Texas treasure, Matthew McConaughey kind of Te fun. Texas treasure? Man, where do you get this shit, man? 
<laughs> but that's it for sure. Texas treasure. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's dump a deer in Chris's driveway. <laughs> yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. I mean, that's what's so weird about it is there was never an issue between the two of us. But for whatever reason, I've spent the last 15 years believing that Morgan Chansey is guilty <laughs> and also responsible for getting me out of high school. Well, I have a little bit of news. Uh, I ran into Morgan Chansey. Where did you see that, dude? I was in Atlanta. We, I was just at uh, a bar, bumped into him, said, what's up? So, well, you, you failed to tell me that. <laughs> and, and we have to keep the lines of communication open. This relationship is not going to work otherwise. <laughs> well, I didn't realize he was a person of interest. He's the only person of interest. He is the POI, number one suspect. <laughs> All right. How about this? I'm going to look him up on Facebook. I mean, that dude's got to be on Facebook. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to call him. I think he'll pick up the phone. I'll talk to him. Get him on the horn. I want to know as badly as badly as you do. I can't believe that I had to refresh your memory about this story. But for me, clearly it was a pivotal moment in my life. Mysterious dead deer in the driveway. Never went back to school. That's my narrative. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Ellis, how are you, sir? Happy Friday to you. (laughs) How you doing, man? I am great, my friend. Well, I appreciate you uh, making time to uh, get this thing done. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thanks for thanks for hounding me about it. I apologize for still holding the fucking phone up because it is in the... <laughs> See, I told you the call quality was shit. Jesus Christ, man. Is that what cell phones actually sound like? I, I don't know. I mean, but the story is wild. I'm not even sure where to start. I, I know where to start. Is he guilty? You want to know, did he do it? Yes, that's why, of course. <laughs> well, yes and no. You're you're fucking killing me. That is not an answer. It's either yes or no, not both. <laughs> All right, I'll say this. You were right about Morgan. Of course, I'm always right. He's guilty. <laughs> but there's a lot of guilt to go around here. What, is, what does that mean, man? You're, that's like gibberish. You're not giving me, I want a straight answer. Look, I, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil the story. The story is bonkers. I think we need to hop a plane, go down there. So you're proposing that you and I chase this dude down and have a full-on face-to-face with him? Yeah, I, I want the audio. I want... You heard the tape. It sounds awful. We need to get on a plane. And I promise it's a good story. All right, man. Let's call Delta VIP Services, man. Let's move. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your seatbelt must be securely fastened at this time. I definitely thought you were going to get the upgrade, man. I know I know you got that platinum status. <laughs> yeah, I'm fully kitted with those medallions. Yeah, I mean I, I mean, I still can't really believe we're flying to Atlanta for this shit. I, I hope Morgan is psyched to do this. Totally. You know, I'm not sure he understands, you know, what the project is exactly. But, I mean, did you tell him that we're going to meet at my parents' house? No, I, I did not want to spook him out. Having to reckon with your folks as well. Oh, man, I love that we're doing this at Gary and Linda's house. They are They're pretty psyched, I can tell. Yeah, I'm dying to hear what Garrow, you know, has to say to him. I mean, man, Morgan's voice alone on that shitty phone recording, it's its amazing. It's like the accent is on point. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude is a star. Thank you for choosing Hartsville-Jackson Atlanta International Airport. And, uh, just text tell him we're on our way to Almir. The gas is full. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. What's up? Oh, 
thanks for coming over. There he is. Hey, Jay. Hey, man. Good Pleasure, man. Good to see you, too. Yeah. Nice place, dude. For sure. Well, they just moved. They just moved here from the scene of the crime to here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this story has been legendary in my family for I mean truly like this is a legendary story and it kind of is something that encapsulates my high school experience in general you know what I mean but the most fucked up part is that Jay was there when we discovered this and he doesn't he didn't remember he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, you were driving the car when we pulled up to the driveway. Really? And he had no yeah, because we had been I out of town. Him. So that really made us want to go deeper, I think, because it, I remember it very vividly, and he doesn't remember it at all. My I, it's, parents it's remember come it back vividly. to me. It's yeah, come back. sure. But it wasn't my moment. It was his moment, you know? Right. And <laughs> It was actually Morgan's moment. <laughs> well, well, when Jay called me, I had no idea what for. I knew he was doing something in a, like a podcast, a broadcast, and I thought, what in the world could he be interested in my opinion for? <laughs> and when he, when he said something about the story, I hadn't thought of it in probably a decade yeah i would uh, yeah and exactly. immediately burst out laughing he said he said do you know anything about that and i'm like <laughs> hell yeah I yes know i something do about it <laughs> <laughs> this and the funny thing is fellas the the story actually it ends with the deer but it begins with a six foot three fiberglass ronald mcdonald <laughs> <laughs> Do you, Jay, do you guys remember in high school, the groups were able to put up a Christmas tree in the commons area. So the different clubs at school would put up a Christmas tree. Exactly. Okay. And our high school is, I'm sure, not any different than any other high school. It's very clicky. For example, there was like, you know, a branch of the straight edge mafia. And then there was the... <laughs> Let's break that down. There was the fishing... Yeah, there was the fishing coalition... <laughs> Coalition. Yeah. You were the president of that. Uh, no, 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 no. No, that's Actually, not you? I was a member of the Fat Ass Mafia. The okay. Fam. <laughs> What's good, fam? Yeah. <laughs> so it was the football players and whatnot, but it was like to be the antithesis of sort of the straight edge mafia. And then there was all the other guys who were into beer drinking and pot smoking or whatever you do as as a young man. So there was natural tension there. You know, one group was one way, so the other one created their persona, their group persona, opposite of that, in order to almost create tension. Yeah. And so um, the fam, one, <laughs> one night being, being the young rapscallions we were, we actually ripped off this uh, Ronald McDonald. I was just way back before McDonald's was 24 hours and they had playground. Hop the fence. And we go in there and we tear this thing out of the ground. Was it like installed? It was mounted to the ground in the playground. <laughs> how many dudes, how many guys did it take? Uh, it took like four of us, man. We had to go in there and rock it back and forth and boom. <laughs> oh, so you didn't bring tools. It was <laughs> no, purely it was straight strength. up ripped off, man. Literally ripped off. And so we chunk it over the fence, throw it in the back of the truck and bring it home. And that's just the funniest thing that, that ever happened. Classic, right? classic high school time-wasting activity Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Suburban yeah. Atlanta. Just yeah. got nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we have this club, right? And there's all these silly clubs and they're able to get Christmas trees. So we take this stupid Ronald McDonald. Somehow or another, the administration allowed us to bring this. Clearly stolen. <laughs> clearly <laughs> yeah. stolen. And uh, we bring it in to the um, commons area, and we wrap him up with Christmas tree lights and put a sombrero on him, and you know, and he's just 
So some of the other kids. Can you just elaborate? Like, how is it that a a group called the Fat Ass Mafia is is granted a Christmas tree in the commons area? Well, we actually uh, put together bylaws and whatnot, <laughs> and, and we lobbied. <laughs> We lobbied the administration, actually, because we wanted to get in the uh, yearbook. They didn't allow that, however. But <laughs> but you got far enough to have a, a Christmas tree. Yeah, to let us to get a Christmas tree in the... Because there was the chess club and the glee club. And then, of course, <laughs> like we legitimate had legitimate clubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like the shit that is in every high school. And then so it's, it goes chess club, glee club, fat ass mafia. Yeah, ROTC. The- <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're right in there with them. And... Uh, So then, you know, we were violated. We come up to the Ronald McDonald and there was tags and marker and meat is murder stickers on it. And all this, all this. Who could have done that? I don't know, Chris. (laughs) I don't know, Chris. I I had no idea who. What an asshole, man. (laughs) I would, I mean, that's unbelievable. It it sounds to me like at this point, perhaps someone defaced this Christmas tree that was, you know, very hard earned. Yeah, hard earned. No, it is hard earned. I mean, these guys, they could have gotten arrested for that. It was a symbol of, you know, just ain't got nothing else better to yeah, do it's I a guess. Symbol. so i mean you could say uh shots fired In- shots indeed fired. shots fired so we're like okay that's not funny coolest christmas tree in here man you know we might actually win the competition and now it's got stickers and tags <laughs> all over it <laughs> <laughs> and so one night we're out we're actually in my driveway but, and, but I, first of all, like, that was not the reaction. The reaction had to have been like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, you were mad. You guys were mad. Oh, yeah, clearly. Like, you guys banded together like, yo, this ain't going down on our watch. Yeah. Like, we're going we're gonna to even the score. Yeah, we're going to show these guys mess our stuff up. Is there any investigation? Yeah, was it, was it just pinned on me or was there an no, investigation? We, no, there was. There was uh, talk went round and a couple of other names would drop. Brandon and, yeah, yeah. you know, a couple of people like that. But, of course, they were associated with you. And so we figured we'd chop the serpent's head off and maybe <laughs> maybe they would disband and we would have our, our freedom to do as we please. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I like so- where your head's at. I mean you're, you're, I mean, you're going about the right way. Okay, so post-investigation... <laughs> You know, you've you've got names, you know, what happens next? I mean, my, my mind always went to like the hunting kids or somebody like the camo dudes, you know, the fishing coalition, the fishing coalition (laughs) Um, was, was, you know, had killed a deer and towed it to Chris's house. I I know you have a little bit of different information about that's exactly what I thought too, though, because that's what, you know, that was what they spent their time doing. So I was like, oh yeah, you hunt a deer, you kill it. And you put it in a truck and you bring it to my house. That's definitely the easiest thing to do in my mind. Well, my uneducated mind. That obviously. is the beauty of this scheme, fellas. <laughs> Incognito. Nobody would know and nobody would be able to pin us to it if they would think it's someone else. Yeah, yeah. And so, guess the, of course, the first thing we did was wait. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long between my... I mean, excuse me, I'm I'm not admitting guilt. I'm just saying, <laughs> allegedly, when yeah, I defaced yeah. Ronald, yeah. allegedly, how how long between that and the deer in my yard? How long after first blood? Exactly. How long after first blood? It may have been that Christmas break. So yeah, that makes not sense. more than weeks. Okay. okay. And so we're actually in my driveway, and we're hanging out, having some you know underage drinking festivities. One of the fellas in the fam, who was also a mutual member of the Fishing Coalition. Across oh, dual, dual member. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. He was, uh, you know, I guess he, you know, 
transitive in between a bunch of different things. And so can we, can we say the name? Yeah. His name was Nick. Is this Nick Cassiola? Indeed, sir. Uh, you know, Cass was uh, a, a lively chap. Loved the uh, ice beer. He said, uh, man, there's a dead deer down off of whatever road down yonder ways or however. <laughs> He's like, it's fresh kill. So we're all standing there and somebody, I don't know who, made the suggestion that now's the time. Cut the head off the snake. <laughs> You know what the crazy thing is you literally did is you never came back. No, no, it worked. Like it worked. Like I've spun it to benefit me, but it what you guys did completely accomplished the goal you were trying to accomplish. I mean, well, we didn't think it would make you. We hoped that it would break you, but it actually it actually changed every and you being the good intelligent person you are, make everything go your way. And that's wonderful. And so I thought nobody's going to know it's us. They're going to think it's somebody else. Um, I hope this is not disappointing to you, gentlemen, but I actually was not on the trip. You weren't on the trip. You didn't I, ride or die. No, I was merely the cheerleader. Yeah, I think you guys should do that. That's a great idea. Proving that you're smart, too. Because, yo, you guys should, yeah, go get that motherfucker. That guy, yeah, yeah, yo. No, no, I'm going to hold it down right here, but you guys, you guys go handle it. <laughs> How many people do you think were in this truck to get the deer? There was at least three of the bigger guys because that deer was every bit of 200 pounds. It was a huge deer. Yeah. It was huge. It was a big, I mean, whoever hit that, the truck was totaled. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so I mean, this is, you're talking about collecting a bloody deer carcass that weighs 200 pounds off the road into a truck. Indeed. <laughs> but if you hunt, if that's the kind of shit you do, this isn't a big deal. You're hunting, you, sh you shoot a deer, and it's fresh. This is like been on but the But these guys, I got them, man. These guys were fueled by the desire to destroy your reputation. <laughs> they wanted, these guys, I had them going so good. They were like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, yeah, you guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> When we talked, there was one detail that I thought was fascinating regarding the timing of this whole event, because it sounded like you guys had a sense that Chris and myself, as it happened, but perhaps Chris was out of town. Oh, yes. And what was even more perfect about that is that we all believed the word around the campfire was that you were actually out at a vegan event. <laughs> And we thought, how perfect. A, ve a vegan meeting of sorts? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what you guys do. Dance around the soybean crop or something. I don't know. But just, I don't know. There's some, some sort of, you know, endeavor that you were involved in to be able to, you know, progress veganism or whatever. And sure. you had, you had, you're starting to get a following in high school. And we were like, negative. We're going to, this is over with. We're done. Well, the, the funny thing is. Shut it saying, down. The, the funny thing is you're actually, you're kind of close. I mean, we were actually at. Yeah, it's not. That's it, where were you guys? We were. I I believe that we were at Gainesville Fest, which is in obviously in Gainesville, Florida, and it's just a weekend of bands playing, you know, for two days. But it's all punk bands. But it's and it's there's definitely a, a vegan element to it. There's hair Krishnas and you know the whole thing. <laughs> and awesome. so when I like calling it a vegan meeting or a vegan event is just like it's not that far sounds off. so funny to me but it's not that far off at all it's amazing what what information floats around in closed circles in high school yeah. man like i had no idea somebody else knew that and yeah. i thought that is hilarious now let's do it now oh the irony is amazing. i mean yeah it's not lost <laughs> on me that's for sure no no that's that's the best part
Yeah, the fa- the fact that it was that night, you know, we're coming back like totally high on uh, punk this, rock, like and- counterculture. Yeah, you can imagine like if you're a weird kid in high school, you know, and I know you're a bit of a weird kid too. You you everybody to, is weird in their way, but, but sure. you're able to move between all these different worlds. Like you were kind of cool with everybody. That was part of the reason that I had such a hard time pegging this on you. No one dislikes Morgan. No no one, that's not who he is. You right. know what I mean? He's a very yeah. likable, nice guy. Because we never had beef. Yeah, yeah, there was no beef. I tried to never have beef. However, I was involved in a little bit of almost everything that went on. I see what you're saying. In so high school. You would, you would pick and choose. Yeah, where I would be at. And even when I did, I wouldn't actually put myself in the As you've proven of fire. with your cheerleading <laughs> as opposed to hand dirtying exercises Indeed, with sir. this with this particular case they call that boss status yes. <laughs> yeah so you're, you're, you're michael corleone you're, you're at the christening <laughs> meanwhile all the bosses are being taken out you know i, I got you but, indeed but I yeah, had an yeah alibi. So we're, but we're like the weird kids and we go drive all the way to, to gainesville and you know have this amazing weekend where it's like we found our people like yeah it's good like, that's so good you know, you're just like hanging out with weird punk kids and there's like hundreds. It's huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at the time, that was a big pillar of, uh, well, at least especially in our region. You know what I mean? It was a big thing to go to. And also to be, you know, 16 or 17 years old and to be allowed to go do that. That's a long way away from home at that yeah, age. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, we were definitely feeling be- ourselves when we got back, though. Like, yeah, we, that was tight. We just saw these bands we love. <laughs> we met all these cool people we like. I pulled up and just. What the hell is that? Deflation. <laughs> Deflation. Snaps you back into reality completely because I, in my mind, high Welcome school was. Home. Yeah, exactly. High school is so secondary to me because I had this whole other thing going on that I was so excited about. But high school is still real. It's I'm not immune to those kind of problems and the kind of typical experience that, that happens when you're that age or when you're in a public high school, you know? That is amazing. <laughs> and so the dead deer is is collected and then deposited and and then and then what like you've got to you got to lock this up what is your recollection of aftermath they came back laughing i mean just doubled over laughing <laughs> at what a good job they done the placing was perfect <laughs> There's no way they'd miss it. They even drug it out a little bit to get some schmear. Blood, some blood. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh wow. I was like, they really did it. They did. <laughs> crazy sons of bitches really did it. Did you guys like, you know, do a little uh, drive-by just viewing? Yeah. I I didn't go in your neighborhood ever again after that. I was like, I no, I have no, I do not know anything about that. Do you think anyone did? I don't know. I, I I really don't know. Well, the beauty of that is there's nothing to see. Once it's cleaned up, it's over. Like, that's what yeah. I mean. But I guess what Jay might be alluding to or trying to ask is, was it kept a secret? We, we, we put feelers out all over the place to be like, what was the reaction? What happened? And uh, I forgot that the cops were called, Chris. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. But, well, it's because my mom had seen it first. Because my mom at the time, you know, she delivers babies. She was coming home from the hospital. She would work overnights. So she had come home and seen it first. I had to park her car on the street and like step over it to get into the house. <laughs> so perfect. That's person. why the cops, the cops, I think the cops might have even been there like when we got yeah, there. I- so you guys 
internally talked about it, but it was the kind of thing you didn't really want to promote because you don't want to get in trouble, but you want to know how I felt about it. Exactly. And you know how, you know how everything changes and is embellished. And there was, there was a story that, oh, there was five or six of you guys and it came back and one, one guy actually saw it and vomited. He was so upset. (laughs) And we were like, man, we really knocked him dead, boy. Woo. I've never heard that part. That <laughs> yeah. so it was me and this fucking guy just like <laughs> stepping over the deer and going inside like, oh, these fucking guys, you know? <laughs> that's amazing. That I, Well, I mean, that is a better story. Yeah. You know? Like, that's oh, yeah. a better story. Yeah, it's- and so we, we were just so proud of ourselves, man. And to be quite honest, guys, I don't remember seeing much of you after that because I didn't know that you guys were not wanting to be at high school, you know? I mean, after that, it just kind of fell off and soon thereafter graduated. I don't know if it was a year or more. Yeah, or- I think it was I about... I wonder if, you know, that whole event ended up actually, like, cooling things out with everyone because, you know, the more you might fuck with him, the more it might come back to you. And eventually there's, like, a line... Yeah, yeah where there's does a line end? that gets crossed, end. you know, to where until it comes to blows, and nobody, I don't think, wanted that. We wanted to keep it at pranks. Stickers I think and- that's what's so interesting about that too is that <laughs> I think a lot of people it can it does get violent. I think in that era it's like oh yeah, well it's, you know fight, Escalates. and that was never on the it's, either side's intention I no I, I agree I yeah at least, definitely me because I'm a pussy but you guys <laughs> could actually whip beat my ass and you didn't because what fun is that you could no, five yeah. five big dudes can kick a guy's ass that's, yeah, not, that's fun. not fun going about this whole thing and having a strategy and tactics and a secret is a, so much more exciting you know it's more fun and uh, I just I can't believe how you know 10 15 years later the repercussions of a prank. Yeah. It just it just blows my how mind. How far it went. Yeah, how, I mean how it it completely changed lives. It really makes you think like watch what you guys do, you know. Well, so you it. had no idea that that's why he didn't come back. No. I did not know that that was the changing point. The I just thought, ah, we got him pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. won, you know. I mean, that, that to me is amazing. Like, I'm, I'm sure anytime anyone's asked you, like, why did you quit high school? And it's like, oh, well, there was this incident. Yeah, it's always part of the story. You know, it's always part of the story. First of all, because it's a good story. It, people take it very differently. Some people take it like the three of us, where it's like, oh, man, that's a crazy prank, especially from the South. I think that that's like the whole dead deer thing is much more normal, well, you know, well, for lack of a better well, term. Well, I mean, I will say guns and hunting and all that was completely different living down here in the South, where, you know, living in New York, if you talk about this story... Yeah, they considered a heinous crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah in, yeah. Involving guns or, you know, yeah. like killing a creature or something like that. Yeah, it's just different like, cultures. Like, like your wife. Like your wife's family thinks this is terrifying. Yeah, they think it, they're Canadian, <laughs> so they're really... But Canadians hunt and stuff, but something about it, it, it just really resonates with them. They're, it's mm-hmm. just like... What's well, crazy? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just what you know, that's what people do. It's like a kids, yeah. Yeah. Kids, kids, bunch of boys. Yeah. I think to some people this is like extreme bullying. You know, when I was maybe like a freshman and I was three feet tall at the time and I hadn't grown. <laughs> and <laughs> approximately three feet tall. And, you, know, you are no longer that, sir. No, I'm I'm, you know, big. But, like, but you know, at the time I was I was little and I remember, you know, just walking the halls, you know, I was so tiny and you know, weighed nothing. But we were clearly part of some different group. Sure. You know, and it was already established by then, like, those are the weird kids. You know, I remember walking through the halls and just, you know, you kind of, you're staring at your feet, you're just shuffling along, all of a sudden just being lifted off the ground and thrown into a locker, like airborne. I'm, my, that my, actually happened to my, you? My, my feet are just <laughs> dangling, just yep. flapping around. You're just scared. Yeah. You know, and then like 10 dudes laugh at you. Yep. 
you know, I don't even know their names. Public humiliation. I don't yeah, know who exactly. they were. They didn't know my name. It was just, look at that fucking kid. Well, I, times have just changed, you know? It's it's true, and I, I say this all the time. I think a lot of that stuff, for me, was really formative in a positive way because I think that I needed that. You know, it, it taught me something. I, I don't know how I would have learned otherwise. I could exactly. deal with yeah. things, you know? Like, I could deal with somebody not agreeing with me in, like, an angry way. You know, being able to understand that at a young age has definitely benefited me now. Like, your experience, I'm sure, was totally different. Like, when you look... When you look back at high school, do you have moments like this that you think of? Everybody's been a victim of bullying. I don't believe anybody has never been bullied. No, 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 ever. definitely not. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was my MOD to wear the craziest crap I could find all the time and each each day. Oh, yeah. I do remember each that, day, actually. Like, yeah. I'd come in wearing camouflage and flannel, and then the next day, pinstripes and suspenders, yeah. and then the next day, just huge, baggy, yellow pants and a little... Yeah, you were totally cracked. Pot. Yeah, just yeah, just just off the wall. And I got so much crap for that by the older guys. Yeah. You know, just your weird old boy, huh? And I had to either take it or fire back. There's an aggression and a like a an undertone of violence was kind of out there. I remember hating Jason because I'd ride the, you know, the bus with that kid and he would just... Everybody hated that guy, <laughs> man. That poor guy is the most... He's the least liked person <laughs> in that county, probably. <laughs> Golly. I would be riding the bus and this guy would just, out of nowhere, would just punch me as hard as he could, you know, in the arm or whatever, or just like in the back. Yeah. And he was huge. And I was tiny. And, and then he would just punch the fuck out of you. And then he'd look you in the <laughs> eye and be like... That fucking hurt, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, what an I'm asshole! I'm stuck on a bus with a maniac. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you bring that up, man, it just shows that how well-rounded our high school experience was. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we really did everything. Like right. we had it all, man. But I agree with you, Chris. I agree that um, bullying of sorts is a way to grow. Yeah, exactly. Back then, the beauty of it was that it was face-to-face. -face. When it was over, it was over. And I think the reason bullying is such a hot-button issue now and it's so important to people now as a cause is because of the internet. I think that's really oh, yeah. changed it. Become so it you can't bullying. get away from it. You can't get away from it. Whereas if somebody calls me a name at high school or flicks me in the back of the ear or punches them in the arm, that's it. It's over. They might do it again tomorrow, but I don't have to go home and see it on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook right. or, or in my email for for God's sake. You know, you don't yeah. at that point it becomes incessant and that that is really That's where it becomes damaging. Yeah. That's yeah. where it becomes damaging. And I think we're lucky. I feel lucky that that I grew up that we we all did, we're all the same age, that we grew up in that era where we were able to experience the internet at a very early stage. But we also lived a real life there wasn't a pressure to be doing all this other stuff you know that stuff has got to be so gnarly if you're a kid today where like what, what was our commons area where we're fucking with your christmas tree or you know so and so is making fun of somebody or someone's throwing food at some other kids that kind of just high school bullshit that is then abstracted to you know someone said some shit on my comment thread on instagram and like what <laughs> yeah. with a fake account calling me a fucking cunt and you're like what it goes like, so far <laughs> and, and like it's who, never over who did it who yeah. called me that i don't know and like yeah. at least in our day and time yeah you could go home and it'd be over yeah you know? or or i could look across the lunchroom and be like that's the fucker that hates me i could put a face to that I could put a name and a face together. You couldn't be anonymous. Your prank, part of the genius was you kept it locked up. And we've gone all this time not knowing who was behind it. There had to be something about after that event where 
you couldn't keep fucking with him because it would have become obvious that like oh they're the people that did that you hit a home run you ran the bases that's it you you won yeah. You, yeah. you hit the home run you won the game exactly we're all done here yep. that's it Lilo, let the dust settle <laughs> exactly no, that's exactly what happened and there's something to be said for that because that definitely doesn't happen anymore one last thing i wanted to ask about whatever happened to the ronald mcdonald i i still have that damn thing <laughs> Come on, come on, man. Wait, Dude, wait, where? where is it? I toted that dumb thing from house to house. And like, you know, when my parents moved to Jacksonville, Florida, I hauled that damn thing all the way down there. And it is still there in <laughs> mom's shed, wrapped up. I have to say, after all this and hearing all these about this, I'm pretty happy you still have it. You know, it it, me, it makes it it makes maybe me, this is why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again for coming over here, man. I mean, I know you know you went out of your way, and it's, it's no, a- you guys, you guys made a plane trip, man. Thank you <laughs> to come down here and see my sorry ass, and I just I'm really flattered, and you know, like I've enjoyed it. I hope to see you guys again. You guys are great. Thank oh, you. thanks, man. It was a Thank fun. You. It's a fun. It's a fun story. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, that was solid, man. Um, really, Dad. We're good. Coast is clear. Thank you for hiding in your own home. No, he's in the bathroom. He's living. He's living. I need to. I need to meet the person. Yeah. (laughs) We met the deer. Yeah, I I was the first person. There he is. There you go. I get to meet the person who put the deer on my driveway. (laughs) (laughs) I was not directly involved in One detail that Morgan Chancy delivered is that this sort of started with you. Meat is murder stickers on uh, the Ronald Christmas tree. I mean, yeah. E- e- you know, even though I have no recollection of doing that, I admit guilt. <laughs> and when he was saying that, I, w- I was coming to realize that in this case, I was the bully. I, I started it. You know, it wasn't a, a random thing. They they came for me because I came for them first. Um, it was a retaliation. It was a retaliation. When I look back on it, it's just kind of a goof. It was a thing that people did to each other and it were all fine. It was never that aggressive or that angry or that pointed. It was just like kind of kids being kids. The, the dudes in high school that would just uh, pick me up and throw me into a locker <laughs> and scream, what the fuck? You know, because I weighed 90 pounds. Yeah, I didn't experience that. <laughs> that is bullying. That's just yeah. being a dick. You know, but this was kind of clever. It was a it was a operation. It required people. It required a car. It required a plan. I respect it really. Yeah. I, I don't even really. I mean, honestly, it's like if you're gonna do something, I appreciate taking it all the way. Calling me a name ain't gonna do anything. I got called fat a lot. I'm good. I'm good on that. This affected me. <laughs> I think, kind of in a way, I'm glad it was Morgan Chancy that had this effect on your life versus just some asshole that we hated. Like Morgan, kind of makes this fun. He makes it way more fun. And I was right. He did do it. <laughs> So I do. I feel justified. I feel good, and I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm happy that he's the best criminal out there. Well, I love that Morgan and crew 
dumped a dead deer in your driveway. Because, yeah, I don't know if you weren't quitting. I don't know if I would have quit. Just being honest. Like, yeah. And maybe vice versa. Like That little moment set a lot of things in motion. I'm totally fine with how everything has worked out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one step. I'm going to say I'm thankful for how <laughs> things have worked out. Because it really did. It opened that window for me. And it allowed me to open my mind and get out there and do things that I might not have done. Yeah, because within months, what, you were living in Atlanta. Yeah, oh, that was the thing. I, was, I had thought this out. I was ready to roll. So I, just, I did. I rolled. I moved out. I, I got a job. I'm making new friends. It was that. I was having that sort of formative experience that kids do have in, as a freshman in college. Yeah. But, but way cooler <laughs> and way less, ex, way less expensive. Yeah, no debt. Emotional baggage, no debt. <laughs> You're listening to Public Announcement. I'm James Ellis. And I'm Chris Black. We'd like to thank Morgan Chansey for doing the show. He definitely didn't have to do this, so we're lucky he was up for it. Visit publicannouncement.org to see a photo of Morgan's much-beloved Ronald McDonald. (laughs) I can't believe he still has that. It's insane. (laughs) Speaking of the website, many thanks to David Serrazzo for turning out the Public Announcement Identity System. Yeah, man. Shouts to him, man. I love your boy. I was really feeling it when I got to overhear the serious nerd discussions between you and Serraza. It, it made my day. Kerning. Kerning. Fonts. fonts. All that shit, man. All of it All of it is over my head, and I don't even care. You can find David's work at davidserrazzo.com. Uh, we'd also like to thank Ginny Ahmed for giving the episode a first pass. Yes, we appreciate the pro touch. And thanks to Fletcher C. Johnson for letting us use the tune you hear right now. Yeah, man, what about the exclusive? Oh, oh, right, uh, worldwide exclusive. <laughs> the tune you're hearing is titled Bruised Ego and will be on Fletcher's new full-length, Lesson in Tenderness. Keep an eye out for that on Burger Records, April 1st. And finally, this episode was produced and mixed by Jim Nicholas. Strong work as always. <laughs> yo, yo, Jay, after that, turn up Fletcher's song, and then that's going to be the end. Yeah, all right, I like it. All right, cool. You're listening to this podcast right now, aren't you? I think they are. What, you want to remind them to subscribe? I, th- I think they know how to subscribe. Yeah, I don't think they need to be reminded how to subscribe. No, I just, you know, just go in there and subscribe. <laughs>